Welcome back to the Soul Notification Podcast, where we are doing our monthly episodes on the energetic transits that are ahead in the next four weeks. This month is March, which is crazy because February just flew by, and we have our lovely astrologer, Maya, back, which I'm so excited to talk about. What February was like very briefly, and what's to come? I mean, I think from what our discussion was, Maya, March is going to be a little less crazy but what do you have for us this month yeah march feels like we're opening up the windows and getting some fresh air i was very happy to see less intensity with march as we felt through february and january that big energy of moving staleness that's in the body within the mind you may have noticed like intense thoughts come up in February or just continuous thinking like Mary and I were talking before the podcast a little bit about her experience and just a lot of thoughts coming through because of how intense it was. And if you want, you could also share your experience. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. And I also ended up getting the stomach bug for the first time in five plus years. So really on the dot with that we're we're having that purge-like sensation for February getting out the old toxins whether it's physical or mental yeah and it's a good thing to note that no matter how far you are in your spiritual journey or how good you think you are in getting a hold of your emotions and processing your emotions like these things will still come up and it's a great reminder that We never really make it that healing is an ongoing journey and life is going to continue to present crazy situations that the ego might think it can't handle, but we survive through it like we do in any other challenges that we face. And so I think that was a really good lesson in humility, especially for the month of February, because no matter how I honed down on my spiritual practices, like these things still came up and I, I had to allow myself to feel them. And so I think it's good to hear from us too that even if this is like the central part of our existence and our focus which is our spiritual evolution and service to others that we still have to go through life's ups and downs yeah can't avoid those yeah so what do we have for march maya so uh, like i was saying with that window opening fresh air we have two central energies and we have uranus and neptune Now, if you are familiar with astrology at all, there's several planets. We have Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and Saturn. These planets are kind of like the push from God or the universe, whatever word you want to put on it. It is not necessarily our ego or the human part of us, but it's very much so the universe moving us forward. So when we have these energies, we're like, okay, the universe is giving us another nice push into the right direction. Now, let's talk about these archetypes and kind of feel into March by understanding them. So Uranus is the shaker, and it does this by rising up and showing us a higher and new insight and realization. Helps us gain objectivity and gain some detachment to our realizations. I like to see Uranus as a balloon floating upward, very airy, very just seeing the bigger picture. 
This is really nice, especially after kind of being in the mucks of February slash January of sorting through old things, feeling a lot, thinking a lot. There's finally a reason of like, oh, okay, I see why. Oh, okay, here's here's a new understanding for this. So I really love this. But something to be cautious of is maybe being too much in your head. And if this is the case, can you find ways to ground into the body? Now, this is part of us that's human. Sometimes I find it really hard in my own life to even get out of the head. And it's just like, I'm just not even going to meditate. And I'm going to do a really hard exercise and pat myself on the back because this is all I really can do today. My brain really can't sit still. There's so much going on. So if you feel like yourself like this, don't feel like you need to pressure yourself into a box of like, I must meditate and be spiritual. Kind of like Mary and I are talking about, be fluid, be human, and see if you can connect to your body if this is the case. I love that. Really taking things slowly has been my greatest challenge and blessing just because I move so fast, especially once I commit to something. It's just like, go, go, go. Like, don't stop me. Like, get out of my way kind of energy. I think it's my Aries moon, but you gain so much more wisdom and clarity when you're taking things so slow. And so I think what with what you're saying, getting into that divine flow to really be present in your body, to be present in the things that you do, allow yourself to slow down because this isn't a competition. Like there's no end goal here eventually. It, it's just like that, that cliche saying like it's about the journey, not the destination, but it really is. Like it's in your mundane moments where you really feel the presence of God and you don't necessarily have to try and access an, an emotional high or an emotional low in order to feel like you're feeling something out of life, but really embracing that neutrality phase of can I just be here right now and be present and and love this present moment and you do that enough all of the moments of your day will be just beautiful and miraculous and full of love just because you're able to get into that state of consciousness where you can be okay no matter what's happening externally so thank you for bringing that up yeah, I love that you said that because that also transitions beautifully into the second energy of Neptune, which is this surrender to the divine, to be absorbed and kind of swallowed up in the best way possible by the universe slash God. And it has a very beautiful love, joy, periods of ecstasy-like sensation when it's in its highest octave. Now, this is the play. We're playing between this breakthrough, kind of the balloon rising up, and then being like, oh, aha, I feel the, the love of God. I feel the universe and its magnificence. And this reminds me a lot of the Course in Miracles, the basic principle of a miracle and a revelation. And Mary, I'd love to know more of how you would define a miracle, but the miracle when I see it, it's very much like this Uranus energy. It's a correction of a belief. It's this higher understanding. You're going from potentially a fearful belief or a thinking that may not be of highest alignment to this aha moment, which is, oh, I see it. I'm feeling in my heart. I'm, I'm seeing this new way of going about. Yeah. For me, miracle really comes down because there's like 50 definitions of what a miracle is in A Course in Miracles, but that shift from knowledge to awareness, knowledge being like what the ego thinks it is and uh, seeing whatever it is that's in front of you or internally through the eyes of love. 
And essentially, when you reach that state, which can happen in an instant, you're looking at something and seeing it with complete innocence and beauty because you realize that it is meaningless. Like we put meaning on everything that we see nowadays. And inherently, they've already existed before we put any kind of label on them. So that shift from knowledge to awareness, from ego to love is really a miracle. Anytime you can see anything through that eyes of love and anytime you are able to look beyond egoic views on practically anything, then you start to see the beauty around you that's indescribable. But A Course in Miracles has so many great revelations and insights on how we can achieve this. And something that really comes up for me is Jesus's implication because it's said that, you know, ACIM was channeled um, through the lens of Jesus. And he pretty much teaches us to purify our minds in many different ways and many different lessons. But inherently, our goal is to focus on our duty in this world to extend kindness and forgiveness and compassion to everyone around us and really seeing the greater whole of how we are all interconnected. And we know that everything in life is in relationship and we can't technically go through this process alone. We need others. We need the world that we interact with in order to feel that presence of love because it's through those relationships in which we can actually see like our progress in where we're at in our state of consciousness, but also seeing them as opportunities to reach higher levels of consciousness and and experience more love in in our lives. And so I think everybody's goal is technically just freedom and salvation. The Course calls it salvation. But we really need to focus on our relationships through that. And I don't know if that's kind of interweaving with the thematics of the first week. Maya, you can correct me on this, but is there anything that is focused on like our interactions with our relationships at all? Yes. So the beginning of the month has a relationship theme to it. And we see this with a Venus squared Uranus. Now, what this breaks down to is that relationships or what we are in relationship with. So it doesn't doesn't have to just be people, but it can be. But it's how we view our sense of pleasure, how we're interacting with it. Are we diving into every pleasurable opportunity? Are we running from every painful opportunity? How are you interacting and intervening with reality? Because there is a potential here to have a lifted state. But because of how this energy is playing with each other it could feel a little friction it could feel like you kind of have to be pushed into a bit of a crevice to see the realization but with the beauty of this energy is that when we get pushed when we have a little friction we understand it to a deeper level because we had to work for it a little bit more and so what it's asking us to really start to be aware and whether we are consciously trying to be aware Again, don't need to push it, but it could be a journaling prompt or just being conscious of your thoughts or letting reality play with you and bring in, oh, maybe I'm doing I'm my habits with eating or exercising or 
cannabis is not of its highest alignment and these realizations can start to come into our realm. Venus on an astrological scale, a lot of astrologers are going to pivot really strong into relationships. So I also don't want to dismiss that. I want to talk to you, Mary, a little bit more about relationships with others and how that's a big part of our journey. Yeah, just one note with what you're saying. It's funny because the thinking about the health and like really making radical changes in our lives has already started for me. I don't know if you're like this, Maya, but it it comes in like a sudden instant. Like last night, for example, I was like, I'm going to start eating even healthier. And like, it's just like that sudden decision that I make. And then this morning, I literally like threw out all the bad stuff that I had in my pantry. And I'm just like a go-getter when it comes to that stuff. So I feel like that's definitely unraveling in my life now, just because I know for me, it's always the physical stuff, like the physical temptations, just like, you know, I'm human. You get tempted to eat things. You get tempted to leave your current reality, to go on vacations. I would say that's kind of that that used to be my vice. But now I'm really starting to anchor myself in a life where I don't have to leave, that I feel so much better when I really nourish my body because all the spiritual growth and all the spiritual practices that I do, all the efforts, I don't want to put it to waste. And I know it never really goes to waste, but it really is a holistic lifestyle. But in terms of relationships, this kind of reminds me of A Course in Miracles teachings on holy relationships, right? When we interact with the people in our lives, it's good to question and reflect whether you have a sense of intimacy or if it's just very superficial and surface level because we tend to get ourselves into into situations that maybe we meet new people to enhance our sense of self. And in that sense, you're kind of approaching it in an egoic way. And when you hear things like that, you know, it might get scary to think about all the people in your lives and really wondering if what you have is a holy relationship, what you have is a true relationship, but you're really seeing each other past the stories you tell yourselves. And that has just been such a big revelation for me these past couple of years because I had cut so many people out of my life because I'm just going a different path than they are. And, you know, everybody's always going to have a different perception of you. Everybody in your life has a different perception of you. And that's really important to remember. But you are none of them. They are all just perceptions. And so really anchoring the fact of remembering who you are, which is all about the spiritual awakening. This is what we came here to do. And maybe not seeking, but being a role model, being an embodiment of that which you want to attract in your life, which is like law of attraction 101, and seeking out people who are maybe on the same path as you, going in environments where maybe you can share the same purpose, the same passions, and meeting people there because I think we could all get caught up in having conversations with people, venting, complaining, gossiping, and there's nothing really there. Like your relationships are very empty when it comes to that. And ever since I made the switch to really seeing myself through the eyes of love, through that miraculous vision that we talked about earlier today, I'm able to see past how people present themselves, the facades, and just seeing them through Christ's vision, which is essentially, 
if I am a child of God, if I am perfect love, perfect innocence, then so is my brother. And how can I approach life like that? How can I approach the people in my life right now with that vision? And that doesn't mean cut everybody in your life and like start over. Like for some of you, maybe that is the extreme, but you can start with the people in your life right now. Like the shift in awareness starts with you. And then that translates on and reflects on the people that you surround yourself with. And then maybe you can just show them or you can let them know that it's safe to be truly who they are. And once people start to being radically honest with who they are, to really share the vulnerable depths of them as a person, that's when you can really connect intimately. And I feel like I'm at a point in my life where that's kind of what I really want to call in more of. Because I don't know if you've heard the saying, like, it's harder to make friends when you're an adult, but it kind of is in a way. And I don't want to believe that story because I know there's so many amazing, beautiful people out there who are on the same path. But it is a really different energy, um, especially depending on where you live in the world. It's hard to find people who may like the same stuff as you, who is on the same path as you. But I'm curious to know your experience with that Maya because I know from such a young age you were on the spiritual path and how has your relationships changed throughout yeah I feel like the universe has been the biggest picker and chooser of who's in my life so I feel like I've been able to just be in my center and who's meant to be will really just kind of flow in like a wave and like you're saying a few moments ago of how people who aren't on the path who aren't able to be with you in that energy of witnessing your universal presence, being able to meet you on that level of spirituality and the love. Those people have kind of fell out of and weaved out of my life. But when recently I actually met a really incredible spiritual community and that came from just being open and, and not necessarily searching and trying to find them, but they, they found me in many ways. And so just giving that intention to the universe, you can definitely reap that reward and with the patience, of course. Yeah. Please do go on with what else is happening this month. So I wanted to circle back because you're talking about the miracles with Uranus. And then I wanted to connect Neptune, which is that falling into the love of the universe as the revelation. And again, Mary, I would love your insight on revelation. From my understanding, a revelation is intensely personal. And it is experience of where you are wrapped in the divine. You are having that moment of you are in the aha. You're in that presence and that love and feeling all of the beauty that is the universe. What comes to mind is the lesson, I need do nothing from A Course in Miracles, where we feel like we have to do so much in order to achieve something when in reality, life is already orchestrating itself. And that doesn't mean that you know, like you literally do nothing. You sit on the couch and do nothing and wait for God to create things in your life. Like you have to meet God halfway and really be moved in the inspiration to create whatever it is that's coming up for you. But that shifts the importance of focusing on like the being and not so much the doing. And I feel like that's something that we could always work on, especially in today's day and age. Like that's all we do in our lives is we do, we do, we do. And we think that when we're doing most than others or when we are ticking off our to-do lists, then 
we are more worthy than we inherently are already. And so I find that this is really a great time to also contemplate on what good is already happening in your life and really having that move you into the direction of putting all of your energy into what's important instead of, you know, worrying just like what I did a lot of last month. I feel like this March water Pisces energy is really inviting us to that divine flow that you're talking about to really just be in touch with the emotions that come up and surrendering more. We could all use a little more surrender. And when we accept our present moment, that's when inspiration hits us on what can be done in the next moment or what can unravel in the next moment. And just like you said, welcoming whatever comes next with open arms, because that's where true wisdom lies. That's when you really integrate everything that you've learned is in that stillness, in that quiet of your surrender, because that's when you can hear God. And I also really want to know your insights on this, Maya. What do you think about all that? I think that's really powerful. And it really is the central theme of being in that state that being able to access the miracle, which can just be an instant moment. It can be asking the universe, journaling, whatever way to activate that sense of being, saying to the universe, hey, I'm ready to shift this. I don't know how, so I'm going to give it to you. And I know like thy will will be done. And through that, being in the present moment, being in that surrender, we can access that state of, oh, here it is. Aha, I understand it and I see it. And the whole first half of the month is that very much so potentially feeling the friction, feeling the humanness, being like, okay, I give it to you, universe. My little human brain can't figure this out. So I'm going to be still. I'm going to be here and present and humble within it and let the universe bring in that beautiful, deep healing wave of, I got you. Here's the higher perspective. Here's the softness and the trust. Just lay on me, lean into me sensation. I love that you really brought up the humility, the being humble, because I think the spiritual ego can trick us into thinking that, oh, we found the way to salvation. Like we made it. We know now. And when you say that, obviously coming from ego, you shut yourself off to the mysterious beauty that you could still yet experience because you think you've made it, that you're done. And so that's really great for us to invite more into our lives, the lesson in humility of saying, I don't know. And our teachers talk about this a lot, like really have the I don't know mind. Like you don't know what anything is for. You don't know the secrets to life. How could you? It's just like it, it, this grand thing we our logical minds could never understand. And there's so much beauty, humility, and grace that can come into your life when you just admit that. And just like you're saying, lean into the universe, lean into God, your divinity to do the heavy lifting. I think that's really important. And we could use more of that because it can be a lot easier. Everything that we're facing in life, this can be easier. Like we don't have to do all the heavy lifting alone. Yeah. So, so beautifully said. And that is the overall month. It is feeling the friction, surrendering it, giving it up, and then 
letting God take you slash the universe. I love it. Do we want to do a mini episode on the full moon, new moon? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Sounds good. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that short episode. We don't want to bombard you with any more information. There's a lot to take in there. But just like listen to your intuition, listen to how life wants to move you. Make that intention every single morning of life. Use me. Use all of me. Use my hands. Use my feet. Use my voice to move me in situations in which you would like me to serve myself or others, the world, whatever it is. Allow life to move you this month. It's the month of water. So be like water. Thank you so much, Maya, for coming on again. I can't wait to talk to you about the full moon, the new moon of this month. I think we've learned a lot from February that we really don't know what's going to happen. The universe is moving in so many different ways. And so thank you so much for listening. And until next time, namaste. Namaste.